Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 109, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, it's Thursday, Marvin has a mouthful of grass, but no matter, let's do this. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the friendly, curious cow. So Marvin, still working on that new patch of grass, huh? Oh Dave, it's so good. Yep, I am one happy fat little cow. Okay, well, are you ready for something interesting? Oh, you know me Dave. Always. Let's do it. Good eye, mates. It's you now who. Now here's some stuff you never knew. Yeah, I've got facts you want to know. I'm Colin, I'm Australian, I'm a bright orange crowd. Ah, oh, Bonza. Yeah, some great didgeridooing there, fellas. Good work. G'day, mates. Hi, Colin. How's it going, Colin? Oh, it's good, Dave. Yeah, just got me big shined up. So, yep, feeling good, looking even better. Oh, you got your beak shined? Oh, yeah, Dave. Yeah, I like a nice shiny beak. So, most weeks, I'll go to the golf course. Yeah, they've got a little box there for, you know, cleaning golf balls. So, yep. Shove my beak in there, give it a good old spin, and hey presto, shiny beak. Okay, well, yeah, that seems to work. Your beak is looking extra shiny. Oh, thanks, Dave. Yeah, anyway, you guys want to hear something interesting? Oh, you betcha, Colin. All right, then, here goes. So, do you all know what an anagram is? Oh, well, I do, yeah. An anagram? Uh, no, no, I don't think so, Colin. Well... An anagram is when you take all the letters in a word and you jumble them all up to make some new words. Okay, I see. So, here goes. If you take all the letters that you use to spell 2 Corinthians and you jumble them all around, well, you get Christian's condone. Huh, okay, yeah, that's a bit interesting. Yeah, I thought so, Dave. Of course, if you take the same letters and swirl them around some more, well, you get accidents on rhinos. Okay, yeah, that's a bit more random. Or even adios, thin concerns, which, yeah, it doesn't have much to do with 2 Corinthians, but I think that's what you say when you give up on a diet. (laughs) Okay, yeah, very good, Colin. Yeah, that was interesting. Good anagrams. Yeah, no worries, Dave. I love anagrams. In fact, do you know if you take the letters from Colin the Australian Orange Crow, you get Alcoholic Norwegian Restaurant? (laughs) Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, you can check, Dave. Huh. Although, you know, it's probably not a restaurant you want to go to. No, probably not. But, yep, that is another interesting fact. No, I'm full of them, Dave. All right, guys, I will see you next week. Bye, Colin. Yep, we'll see you then, Colin. But, Marvin, time for us to get back to 2 Corinthians. Oh, yeah, let's do it, Dave. 
Okay, so when we started this book, we heard how Paul started talking about all that had gone on between himself and the Corinthian church, how he loved them and why he'd done what he'd done over the last year. Okay, yeah, with the letter and the visit and all that stuff. Yep, that's right. And then we heard as Paul went over, well, why those problems really shouldn't have happened. Because they should have understood how glorious the gospel of Jesus is. And they should have understood that that treasure is in jars of clay. That these, our bodies, are just tents. The Corinthians should not have ignored Paul because he wasn't impressive or rich or a really good speaker. They should have listened to him because he preached the truth. Okay, yep, yep, that's where we've been. Now, before Paul moves on, he goes back to talk about that letter he sent. Now, we don't know exactly what was in that letter, but it must have been a doozy. We've heard him say he had tears in his eyes as he wrote it, and it seems it was very hard for the Corinthians to hear as well. So today, we'll hear as Paul wants to make sure they understand why he sent it. He hadn't got angry and lost his temper. He'd said what he said because it was the truth and because the Corinthians needed to hear it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, well, what are we listening for today, Dave? Okay, well, today, again, just one question. And that question is, why does Paul say that he is happy now? Okay, okay, so why was Paul happy? Got it. Great. So, Grace, today we're going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 7, and we're going to read just verses 8 to 12. So, over to you. Hi, everyone. Even if my letter made you sad, I'm not sorry I sent it. At first I was sorry. I see that my letter hurt you, but only for a little while. Now I am happy. I am not happy because you were made sad. I am happy because your sadness led you to turn away from your sins. You became sad just as God wanted you to. So you were not hurt in any way by us. Godly sadness causes us to turn away from our sins and be saved. And we are certainly not sorry about that. But worldly sadness brings death. Look at what the godly sadness has produced in you. You are working hard to clear yourselves. You are angry and alarmed. You are longing to see me. You are concerned. You are ready to make sure that the right thing is done in every way that you have proved that you are not guilty in that matter. So even though I wrote to you, it wasn't because of the one who did the wrong. It wasn't because the one who was hurt either. Instead, I wrote to you, so that in the sight of God you could see for yourselves how faithful you are to us. All this encourages us. Thanks, Grace. So, Marvin, why was Paul happy? Oh, well, because the Corinthians' sadness had made them turn away from their sins. That's exactly it. Good work. Now, generally, we think of sadness as being a pretty bad thing, right? Oh, sure, Dave. Who wants to be sad? Yeah, nobody wants to be sad. But Paul says to the Corinthians, look, I'm not sorry my letter made you sad because the sadness did something really good for you. The Corinthians were sad because they realized they had sinned. And so that sadness made them turn away from that sin and turn back to God. And so really, that kind of sadness is the kind of sadness that we all need. Oh, how do you mean, Dave? Well, Marvin, if we all just lived our lives as the sinners we are, and our sin didn't make us sad, if we weren't sorry for our sin, if we were perfectly happy sinning and just kept at it, well, in that case, we'd just ignore God. If we were happy, we wouldn't realize that we needed to go to him for forgiveness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But when we sin and we see our own sin and we know that we've let God down, we've sinned against him, we've sinned against other people, well, we should care about that. 
we should be sad. And it's that sadness that leads us to God, to say sorry, to ask for his forgiveness. And when we do that, of course, well, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Okay, yeah, I see, Dave. So the sadness comes first, and that brings us to God, and then God brings us to joy. Yep, that's it. So, boys and girls, today, when we pray, well, let's pray a prayer of what Paul called godly sadness, that good kind of sadness, a prayer of confession, a prayer where we say sorry to God for our sins. And as we go to God with that sadness over our sins, well, then pray a prayer of thanksgiving, thanking God that he takes all of those sins and completely washes them away. They're gone. Praise him for turning our sadness into a joy that will last forever. Okay, yeah. Sadness to joy. I love it, Dave. Yep, it is the good news, Marvin. And, well, that will do it for today. So, we'll be back tomorrow so that I can win the quiz again. Okay, bye. Wait, what did you say? Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.